Blog Talk Radio. Hosts Dr. Glenna Calder and Mildred Lynn McDonald are delighted to bring to you Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. Join them for honest, down-to-earth conversations on how to live a heart-centered life, suggestions on how to be in touch with your true self, and tips to strengthen and nourish your soul purpose by building a supportive community of kindred spirits. Airs the fourth Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Atlantic Time. And now, let's join Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Hello, everybody. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host for Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being from Sebastopol, California. In a few minutes, we'll be joined by Dr. Glenna Calder, who lives in Port Hood, Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. Today, we're going to talk about first aid kits. Now, everybody would have a first aid kit in their home. The one we're talking about is a naturopathic first aid kit. As we walk through life, there's always unexpected burns or insect bites or little cuts that you would get. And wouldn't it be wonderful if you had an area where you had your naturopathic first aid kit and you could simply go to it and deal with whatever situation presented itself. I am no expert on the first aid kit, but Glenna is. So I'd love to invite Glenna to join us right now. Are you there, Glenna? Hi, Mildred Lynn. Can you tell us a little bit about a naturopathic first aid kit? And then we could walk a little bit into what you would put into it. Sure. A naturopathic first aid kit is not something new. I know many naturopathic doctors talk about it, and there's even some that you could buy online. They're all being made of different things, depending on which naturopathic doctor made it up. We have different tools in our toolbox. We've got our mainstream pharmaceuticals, most homes do, maybe in the medicine cabinet, that are our go-to if we have a headache or we have an upset tummy or whatever, maybe some allergy, Benadryl, in case we're reacting to something, which is great. But I've always thought if we had also next to that a naturopathic medical kit with natural herbs, homeopathics that we could grab so that we might not have to go to the stronger pharmaceuticals if we catch things earlier. And unfortunately, if a headache hits at 10 o'clock at night or a tummy upset, you can't make an appointment with a naturopathic doctor at 10 o'clock at night. We don't have naturopathic emergency rooms like we do with mainstream medicine yet. Maybe someday we will. So unfortunately, we end up going to the mainstream first. When, in my eyes, naturopathic medicine should come first, but when things get really serious, that's when we can go into mainstream medicine. Because often the natural things have less side effects than the stronger medications. The other thing is often even health food stores, they're not open until midnight where a pharmacy is. So that's why I think it's really important for people to have things at home that they know how to use and they can grab it any day of the week or take on holidays, have a little bag that you take on holidays because that's when things come up when we don't expect them to. So Glenna, if you were going to make a naturopathic first aid kit that someone could keep in their home, my first question would be, is there a preferred location to store the kit? Well, I always like it in the kitchen cabinet because that's where families are spending most of their time in the kitchen and it's easy to grab there. And it's kind of in the main, usually the kitchen is in the main floor, it's central. So 
And it's also many things that you can take naturopathically to help you are digestive aids and things like that. So it's nice to have an easy in the kitchen cabinet, not, you know, upstairs in the tiny little cabinet that you're never going to see. Yeah, because it's almost as if you're integrating this into your life. That's right. Because as I was saying with a patient last week who was asking, like, are these things that I should be on forever? And I said, well, in this day and age, we're not making our own herb garden. We don't have herbs in our backyard that we can make a tea with, say if it's peppermint or if it's ginger for nausea, whereas 100 years ago, that was incorporated in our daily life much different. So right now, we're paying other people to produce those things for us, and they come in bottles. So we have to get back into having those herbs, those homeopathics around in our kitchen like we used to. That's how we're made to connect with nature and support our system. So what I'm hearing you say is that in days gone by, people usually had a little garden where they grew herbs and they could access the healing power of the herbs from the garden. Would you recommend that people grow herbs in their home? Oh, of course, and you grow them in your kitchen on the windowsill too, so it doesn't have to be a big project. Whether you have a small place, you can still grow them in your house, which is nice, and you can get mint, basil, all those different ones. Peppermint is a nice one. Lavender is nice. Aloe vera plants are a great one to have on hand in case somebody gets a burn, which happens. So, yeah, we could really incorporate that in our day-to-day life. And the other thing that you said was that we're built as human beings to interconnect with nature. And when you were talking to that, I was thinking to myself, we're disconnected generally as a population with nature. So we have forgotten to some extent what it feels like to be connected to nature. So either growing herbs or having a naturopathic first aid kit might subtly be a way to reconnect in a healthy way. And I think there's a gap between us and we see food, we eat our food, and then feeling ill. I think there's a huge area that we could all support ourselves more on, and that would be having herbs whether it's in growing it in the kitchen, whether it's growing your own vegetable garden so that you're eating top quality vegetables or having herbs in bottles or fish oil in your fridge. We have to realize that we ate this stuff, but we grew it ourselves. And in our day and age, we aren't all farmers and fishermen. We're everything. We have different careers. We're working nine to five. Some people are working 12 hours a day. So our lifestyles are different. So we have to fill that gap in a way that's, to me, modern. We have way more pressure, we're busier, so this is more of a convenient way to support our body in a natural way, to prevent things or to fill the gap in where we're not quite feeling well, we have maybe an upset stomach, but nothing that we'd actually need aggressive treatment for. Oh, I hear you. So with the first aid kit, how many items would you recommend that people put in it? I'm going to talk about my top 10 later, but even starting with five or six, and as you get to see their effects, and you start to really connect with different natural things, it will build naturally. Because you'll know, oh, this is what I take in September when I'm more prone to chest infections. Oh, in the spring, that's when my allergies kick in. So that's where I'm going to take this for three weeks. So we don't necessarily have to be taking things 365 days. There's a few foundational things we might. But it depends on what our weaknesses are genetically and just our own individual constitutional weaknesses that we might just want to have things for two or three weeks here. Oh, when I travel, I like to have this with me because this is what happens. And you'll develop that over time and you can work with a holistic practitioner to find your weak link so that you know what should be in your first aid kit. 
Oh, I like that. And I like how you brought in the 365 days a year, because as you were saying that, what was coming to me is through the naturopathic first aid kit is an opportunity to get in sync with the cycles of nature. Exactly. And because I noticed in my practice, certain patients, October's the year, they always get chest infections. Then once I identify that, I know, okay, we've got to ramp things up in September and give you extra support till November to get you through your month. And it could be there's mold in the air in that month or their work schedule gets busy every September. So listeners might want to look back at the last three years of their health history and see if you can see any correlation with how you feel in one season. Is fall the time where you often get sick? Is right before Christmas the time that you often get run down and you find yourself at the doctor's office because there's too much on your plate? Or maybe there's something, a mold that comes out that you're reacting to. So you might want to just look at the calendar and see if you have a month that you need a little extra support. And it sounds to me that the naturopathic approach to a first aid kit will very much meet you where you are. That's right. It can be just a couple little homeopathics if you maybe find yourself that you're a sensitive person. Or you might need some stronger herbs. We're all made differently. Some people have stronger constitutions and they often take double the dose that somebody else might. And you'll learn that over the first few months of using natural ingredients, natural remedies in your kitchen cabinet. So you said you had 10 items. What's number one? Number one, I had to take out with Arnica. Have you ever heard of Arnica, Mildred Lynn? I have fond memories of Arnica after a fall. <laughs> okay, that's exactly it. So Arnica is a homeopathic. It's actually Arnica Montana, and it's a plant. So you can get it in straight herb, herb form. However, it works even better and more gentle, but more powerful as a homeopathic. So you use it for any injuries, swelling, bruising. If you're going to go for surgery, excellent thing to take a few days before surgery. It started as soon as you get surgery. It helps your body recover quicker. And Glenda, with Arnica, is there a whole bunch of companies that make it? I know that you're not going to want to refer a specific company, but just for those who are listening, who are going to write down Arnica and go to a health food store to access it, is there a lot of variety? Well, first of all, any health food store will care that I guarantee. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if one didn't because it's the number one go-to for injuries and for homeopathics. It will be in different doses, six, 30, 200. It doesn't really matter. It's not going to make it or break it if you choose a certain dose over another one. But generally, a good middle dose would be 30 CH or 30 C is what you might see. And any good homeopathic company will carry this, like Boron, Dolly Sos, you name it, any of the companies. They'll all make Arnica. So you can also find it at different grocery stores that have a holistic section to it. So it won't be hard to find at all. And Glenna, if someone goes out, they buy some Arnica, had a little fall or bumped themselves somehow, in terms of how it reacts with the body, what would they expect? Somebody that's not familiar with natural remedies, they'll either go, okay, I didn't feel anything because it's very subtle. It's not like, okay, I took an ibuprofen and the swelling was gone in five minutes. It's a little bit more gentle, but I have seen amazing things with Arnica. The quicker you get it into your body, the better. So if you had an injury, you want to get Arnica. I mean, a lot of people, they carry it in their car, they carry it in their purse, and you start taking two pellets and you dissolve them under your tongue. Mm-hmm. If it's very intense pain or a very intense injury, you want to do it every 15 minutes until you feel an improvement. If it's something that maybe is chronic or just a twist of the ankle, you can take it for a couple of days once a day. 
You're not going to hurt yourself with Arnica. Okay, okay. You can't aggravate anything with a homeopathic, especially Arnica. Very, very gentle. Oh, excellent. Okay, so that's Arnica. Now, what would be your number two? Number two is definitely probiotics. A good, basic probiotic that's not for anything acute. A lot of people take them daily, which is great, because probiotics don't last too long in our system. So we have to continually be taking something either fermented or take a supplemental probiotics because they're not made to stick around forever. But you might have Travis diarrhea, you might have an upset belly, you might have eaten out and had a food you didn't disagree with. So it's always nice to have to go open the fridge and pop a probiotic or two. And people also get probiotic in yogurt. What would be your preferred way or form to ingest probiotics? Either a powder or a capsule because they're, they're delicate. Some strains are very delicate. Some are really hearty. You have to really know which strains are okay to take at room temperature, which strains need to be refrigerated. Some strains work well together. Some don't work well with others. And they have to be at a certain dose. So if it's under 1 billion, it's not therapeutic. So the yogurts are a good food, but they're not going to correct an issue because the doses aren't therapeutic. So what would a yogurt dose be, just out of curiosity, from your experience? They often don't put the doses. Most of the time what I've seen is they just put the ingredients. So you actually have no idea what's in there to be aware of. It's almost like the word natural flavor. Could be anything. It sounds like it's really healthy. It sounds like it's really healthy, but mm. (laughs) That's exactly it. So yogurt's a great food. It's high in calcium and protein, especially when it's unsweetened. But if you have an issue or you've just been on an antibiotic, you want to go for the powder or the capsules. And you want a company that does exactly what's in it and exactly how much. Because if they're not saying how much, there's a reason. And is it $50 billion is your benchmark that you'd aim for? Yeah, even if it's nothing going on, $20 billion is fine. Okay. If you want to treat something or you have an upset tummy, 50 for sure. You can go up as high as $100 billion easily. If you have something acute, don't be scared to take six or eight capsules a day to get rid of anything that's acute. It's wonderful to just to go high for a day or two and to see things settle down quickly. So we have Arnica, we have probiotics. What would be your third recommendation? My third one would be a lovely tasting oil of oregano. And is it lovely tasting? <laughs> Not at all. I try to remember to warn people. There's a reason why it works. I'll say that, right? Anything that works tastes bad. That's what some of my patients say. But the lovely thing is you only have to do a couple drops. I always dilute it. I take a little bit of unsweetened apple juice, put the drops in there, like even an ounce, and just chug it because it'll burn your tongue if you put it straight. I remember smelling it and it smelled strong and I did put a little bit on my tongue and it did burn, as you say. What would you recommend you do with that for? Begin of a sore throat, the begin of a sinus infection, any kind of infection where there's an overgrowth of a virus or bacteria or fungus. It's kind of the antimicrobial king, you could say. When patients start using it and I encourage them just to keep a bottle in their cabinet, they love it. They get that sore throat, they take it for a couple of days. Sometimes they'll wake up the next morning and it's gone. The earlier you get it, the better. And for children, because it's so bad tasting, it's really great to put it on kids' feet. Put a little olive oil because the fat will help absorb it through the skin. And you put it on the bottoms of their feet when they have a cold. And what I'm catching that you're saying here is with the naturopathic first aid kit, and maybe just with naturopathic medicine in general, It's important to get things early, to be aware enough and be present enough to notice the symptoms and dig in there early. That's exactly it. And that's why I think it's important to have these things at home in our kitchen cabinet so that 
you're not going on 14 days and then going, oh, I don't really want to go with an antibiotic, so I'm going to make an appointment with an osteopath. But by then it's in the 14 days, and we can treat it, but we, instead of just taking a couple drops of oregano, we got to look at all the oregano. we got to look at four or five other herbs, too. Whereas if you start at the beginning and you had it in your kitchen cabinet, it might be gone by day four. So there's arnica, there is probiotics. I feel like I'm doing the 12 days of Christmas here. <laughs> <laughs> there's oil of oregano. What would you do before? And day four is what, one that I think most people have heard of, echinacea. It's the one that's had tons of research about 20 years ago. And so sometimes because we don't hear any hype about a herb, we kind of forget about it. But echinacea is really powerful. It's one of those things that you have in your cupboard, and if you got overtired, you were sitting next to somebody who was sick and accidentally maybe coughed and sneezed your way, and you're going, oh, great, what am I going to wake up with tomorrow? Take the echinacea. And always take harder than it says in that bottle, because that bottle is not individual. It's just something that the company had to put there. Don't be scared to go three times high, especially if you start getting sniffled. And, again, the echinacea, get it early you had to stay up late or you didn't sleep well or you had an abnormal amount of stress on you for a few days, great to reach for the echinacea because that's when your system needs more support. Your body's tired and it's not going to perform as well. So you give it a little support and you might not get that sore throat that you were feeling. So Glenda, when you say you can increase the dose, what would be a normal dose of echinacea? Well, you'll see so many different things on a label. It might say one tablet three times a day or you'll see a liquid and it will say 15 drops twice a day, but every company makes different strengths. Unfortunately, there's no generic dose, but a good rule of thumb is what's on the bottle, don't be scared to double it or triple it. That's any company, yeah. And Glenda, the other question that just came to me is, is it an expensive investment to get these four items, because we've only done four so far, to put in your naturopathic first aid kit? Well, the first one I talked about, Arnica, would put you at about 8 to $10. And there's 120 pellets, so that would probably last you a year. So that one's extremely cheap. Oil of oregano and probiotics would be a little bit more. Let's say the 10 we're going to talk about, it might put you at about $200 to $300, but most of those things are going to last you a year or two because you're only going to be reaching for them when you need them. And you might want to just start off with three, and then maybe every two months you're adding one to your kit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because if someone's like I am, when I add it in, I'd like to take the opportunity to read information about it, to mm-hmm. actually learn how to use it. So that seems like step by step, step by step. Even if you chose to add one thing to your naturopathic first aid kit every month and learn a little bit about it, at the end of 10 months, it's all together. And you know and you're familiar with it. And the other thing is always taking something new by itself. I like to say, okay, we're going to start something new, start just this one right now so that you know what effect it has on your body. So whether it's positive or or negative or neutral, you'll know what effect. So then you might realize, oh, probiotics, when I get a cold, I just take an extra capsule of probiotic, that's all I need. But if you started two or three things at the same time, you won't have any idea which one helped. That makes so much sense. And the other gift in your approach is that you are tuning into your body. And that's along the same lines of having your little naturopathic first aid kit, it can be really empowering that, oh, I've got a cold, or I've got this, I've got a burn, i got a sprain, or I twisted my ankle. I know it's going to be okay, but look, I can do this to support myself. And it's very empowering. And then you get to see the effect these things have on your body, and you will get to know your body better. 
after six months of doing this, you'll know which one of these works really well with you because we're all different. So one might, you might not think it's worth it, but you know what? Some of the others we're going to talk about in the future, they might be your goal too. Now, what's the next one in your tickle trunk? The next one, there's different names for it. The one I use is mucococcinum, and it's homeopathic strains of different flus that have been around the century. So minute doses. So with homeopathy, we dilute it and dilute it and dilute it so there's just traces of the substance left. So it's one that I get patients to take to once a week. If they're sick, once a day. If they travel on that plane when all those bugs are flying around and there's no moisture in the air and our body are a little bit more susceptible right then when we're dry, I always get patients to take it. And basically you'll find it even in health stores and it might be different names, but it's to prevent the flu and it's a homeopathic. So mucococcinum is a really effective one. Can you spell that? Sure, it's M-U-C-O and then space C-O-C-C-I-N-U-M. I call it muco, and a lot of people know it as muco. It's from Germany, but it's all through North America. It's sold here, too. So you would have that on the package, and there could be a brand name on top of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but there's different companies that make different sorts of it. So if you ask somebody to help the store, there's something I've heard of called muco, and you take it when you get the flu or a cold at the first sign, and it's a blend of different strains of the flu. They'll know exactly what it is, and they'll pick two or three. There might be a different name, like Oxalinum is another one that Boron makes, a company called B-O-I-R-O-N. But if you went into a health store, they would know what you were talking about. It was homeopathic flu strains. They would point you right to this one, or there's only one or two other ones that make it. But it's excellent. It's really effective. And I look back at my patients, after two or three years of using this, I went, wow, my patients that are taking this once a week are the ones that aren't getting sick. So now it's, I recommend it and at least educate all my patients that this exists because no side effects. If you feel that the flu shot is for you, this, there's no contraindications. You can do both. So we've done five, right? We've done That's five right. items. Can you just review them once again? Sure. We have Arnica, which is for injuries, any kind of bruising, swelling, inflammation, the homeopathic. We have probiotics, a good general probiotics to help your belly if you're feeling bloated or upset. Third one is oil or oregano, any hints of sinusitis or sore throats, a couple drops of oil or oregano a couple times a day, echinacea, which is an excellent boost for the immune system. It's an antibacterial, so it's great to take at the first signs or the first week of school or the first week of your job, anything where your body's under a little bit of extra stress. The next one would be muco, is what I call it for short, and it's a homeopathic preparation of the flu strains that have been around the last 100 years to give your body that little bit of a boost. Excellent. Now, Glenna, we're going to take a short musical break, and when we come back, you will share the other five items for the naturopathic first aid kit. I can't wait to hear. How does that sound? Excellent. Thank you. listening to Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being with your hosts, Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Enjoy the show. And we're back. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host for Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. 
I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Glenna Calder from Port Hood, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and we're talking about the items that you could put into a naturopathic first aid kit. We've covered the first five, and now we're ready to dive into the next ones. Glenna, are you there? I'm here, Mildred Lynn. So we've got five more to cover. It's going to be hard for me not to speak in an extra one or two, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but the next one I'd like to talk about is golden seal. This is a top-notch antibacterial. Again, you can get it in capsules or tablets, or you can get it liquid. And liquid's always a little bit stronger. So you take it to fight off any bacterial infections in the bowel, the respiratory tract. You can combine it with echinacea. Sometimes you'll buy it, and it will say echinacea and golden seal. But it's really nice to have something in that cabinet that's for any respiratory infections or colds. The other alternative, just so if somebody hasn't seen a holistic practitioner and they have something at home already, there's no reason to go out and buy golden therapnasia. You might have a little formula made up already from a herbalist. That might be something called Respirefect from a company called St. Francis. That's just an example. That's the one I use when my son was getting a lot of respiratory infections. And it was my go-to in the cupboard. Tinctures last five, six years. So you don't have to worry about them going in a day. But that was my go-to for in the middle of the night. If he woke up with a cough, I would be able to grab that and start giving it to him. And it's a really nice feeling to be able to, to treat yourself or treat somebody that you care about so that you're not doing a waiting and watching. You're doing something. You're helping their body. And you're still being careful so that if it goes into a dangerous situation, you'll get them to the emergency room. But there's nothing you can do to help them along. So, again, if you have something already, it might be a little mix of herbs that a holistic healthcare practitioner has made up for you, and that could be just as effective, and it might be more individual for you. But Golden Seal is a very good all-around antibacterial that's nice to have in the cupboard. Okay, what about number seven? I take vitamin D, because living in Canada here, I'm in Nova Scotia, where we get a beautiful fall by October, November. We don't see the sun much. So just around this time of year, today is actually a really sunny day, we need vitamin D, and most Canadians are absolutely deficient in it. It's important for the immune system, for your bone health, to increase serotonin, which then affects your mood. It's also been shown to help with sleep and also the thyroid. So there's so many things vitamin D is important for. All vitamins are. We just are paying attention to vitamin D lately because the research is there. It's something that you can have every day, or if you feel a cold coming on, you can dose it really high. You can take... Six, seven, eight thousand IU the day you have a cold because your body's going to whip through it. And there's no sign of toxicity under 20,000 IU. So it's really safe. And we know now our babies are being born deficient because our moms are deficient. So babies often the hospital now get vitamin D as they go home. So it's very gentle. There's no harm in it. And it can work wonders when you get a cold. It will make it less intense and not last as long. Glenda, when you're talking about vitamin D and you're in the northern region, I'm here in the southern region, from your experience with your practice, when you say people are usually deficient in vitamin D, is that maybe 20% deficient, 50%? What do you usually see with your patients? Oh, 70, 80%. Oh, my heavens. Oh, yeah. So, history medicine is also, some of the doctors are actually just assuming people are deficient. Not all. Like, it depends on what type of practitioner. The research has shown you can pretty much guarantee, unless it's somebody that works outside all year round, like a carpenter that's outside, they might not be. But most of us are indoors most of the time. Who's going out in December 
at noon time for four hours because half an hour is not going to cut it in December. You go down to Florida, which as many people do here for three months, I tell them, put the vitamin D away. You're going to be outside for two hours in the sun. You don't need it. The sun is closer to you here. We're just really far away from the sun here, too. So even if we go out in January, we're not getting the vitamin D production on the skin. So the vitamin D is really, from my understanding, a building block for other metabolic pathways, right? That's right. Yeah. And so if you're deficient, you're hobbling around on crutches, so to speak, with your metabolism. You don't have a key ingredient there. That's right, and it's a multi-system. It's not going to just affect one system. It's going to affect a few of them. Now, what about your eighth ingredient? Actually, vitamin A, and I'm sure most people don't have this in their kitchen cabinet first aid kit, even if it's holistic, because we don't know a lot about vitamin A. One thing we might hear of is don't take too much vitamin A if you're pregnant. That's kind of what we all know, especially with a dietetic background. But vitamin A is antiviral and antibacterial. It's a wonderful thing to take in doses. There's different signs of deficiency. People with upper arm dry skin, they're often lower in vitamin A because it's a fat-soluble vitamin. But we can also have it in the cupboard to do really high doses for the three or four days when you're sick, and it works amazing. If somebody's often getting viral infections every three or four months, if they have this in their cupboard and just go high dose, go 10,000 IU for three days, it's remarkable what it does. Kids can take it too for that two or three days, and I actually gave you a really safe dose of doing 10,000 IU. Adults could go up to 40. So 10,000 is kind of a, a nice number for everybody. Now, when you talk about vitamin D and vitamin A, let's say someone wants to go get that, they go to a health food store, maybe they could go to the grocery store or whatever. How do they know if they're picking a good brand and there's good vitamin A or good vitamin D in there? What do you look for? Vitamin D, I actually look for liquid. A lot of people take capsules, but... Most, when they get into the natural craft, will convert them to liquid because vitamin D is so hard to absorb that you don't want to make it harder for your body. You want to go right to liquid so the body doesn't have to work to absorb it. That's one thing. You want to see it emulsified in a fat. You want to see it added to like a sunflower oil or an olive oil because that's a fat-soluble vitamin. And the same with A. It should be emulsified in something. So you can ask the person you're going from, is this easy to absorb? Is it with a fat? Because A, D, and E there and K are fat-soluble. So will absorb much more of it than if it's just sitting there by itself. Now, what about the next ingredient? I think we're up to number nine. We're up to number nine. Well, the next one is actually one we talked about on our last show. Because many women, some men also, but often women, have recurrent UTIs and sometimes just low-grade that they don't know. The best way to do is go get tested at a practitioner's office to see if you are having low-grade bacterial infection. But having DNAs, I thought it'd be nice to mention it because it's such a nice, gentle, effective way to prevent UTIs or to treat them. And D-mannose, how would you spell that? D-M-A-N-N-O-S-E. And D-mannose, does it come by itself or is it sometimes combined with something else? You'll often see it with cranberry extract, two of them together because they're both effective to treat UTIs. And so if you're going to get a cranberry for UTI, get one with D-mannose. It will be much more effective than just cranberry by itself. What I learned from our last show together is the reason that D-mannose works, I believe you can get it from a birch tree, I think that's what you were saying, is that it creates an environment that's slippery so that the bacteria do not adhere. 
That's right. It's called around the bacteria. Yeah. See, I do learn, Glenda. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. It's always nice. The more we know about a remedy, the more it'll stay with us, and we'll be able to recall it when we need it. I find when patients know why it works, and they'll know, okay, and their compliance goes up because it makes sense. It's logical to them. Now, what about number 10? I actually touched on it in your introduction with having bee stings or bites. Often I find the last two years, people are swelling easier for whatever reason. Maybe our immune system are, co- are more compromised, but people are swelling and kids are swelling. More and more kids, even kids that aren't prone to allergies, are going to the emergency room with swollen ankles or a big swollen lump behind their ears, which is two common spots for bugs to bite us. And they're getting golf ball-like lumps and it's swelling. So it's always nice to have especially if you go camping or you're on vacation. And one of the nicest ingredients is called APIS, A-P-I-S. And you get it in a topical ointment. So if you're looking for an ointment for bug bites to take with you, just make sure it has the ingredient APIS, which works wonderful. It's for bee stings, wasp stings, fly bites, and I've seen swelling go down so quickly with that. So it's so worth having in your first aid kit. I want it to be really clear. So this is a naturopathic first aid kit that you would have available, let's say, in your kitchen cupboard. The goal is to treat things early. As I was saying before, and you agree with me, it's very empowering to be able to do this. There may be a point where things pass over the line and you may have to seek help from another medical model. If you wanted to refer to your own children or your own health, where do you draw the line or how does that work out for you? Well, and remember that this isn't going to be overnight. You're not going to get your naturopathic first aid kit, say, Saturday, and then all of a sudden go, I'm going to treat myself, I can take care of everything. Do it really gradual because it takes time to get to know your body and to recognize when things are getting beyond taking vitamin D, the vitamin D is not helping because maybe you're coming from a place in the last year or two where your immune system has gotten really weak. So look at it like a progression. Over the next year, I'm going to try to build myself up so that I can fight things quicker. I'm going to also support myself. And say you go to the ER and you get on an antibiotic for, let's say, an ear infection. By taking vitamin D and taking vitamin A and taking probiotics, you're actually really supporting your body through that medication so that at the end of the antibiotic, hopefully, the infection's gone and you're not going to get a secondary infection or the side effects will be much lower because you've been putting good bugs in as you've been killing them. So they really can go hand in hand with mainstream medicine, and there's never, ever anything wrong with going to get these checked out. Just let them know where you stand. And you, you want an opinion here, not a second one, because if this is your first time seeing a practitioner, you want to go and say, you know, I've been doing this and this, but I want to know if I should be doing something more aggressive. And let's just be open with them about what you're doing. And they don't interact. Any of these things don't interact with medication, so you can feel comfortable and that you're not going to have to abruptly stop one, or that you didn't mess up maybe the prescription that you might be getting by taking one of these the day before. So I'm hearing step up to the plate, good, clear communication with your healthcare providers, whatever that looks like. And know when it's too much for you. When you get that, when you start to get worried, and you think, you know, I'm not sure where this is going. This is going on for five days, six days. Say if you have diarrhea. Okay, this has been going on eight days, and nothing's touching this. Go in and make an appointment. You don't have to choose naturopathic or mainstream medicine. There's no reason to choose. 
at different points in different months and different times in your life, you might be leaning more towards one or the other, depending on what's going on. But you don't have to draw a line in the sand. Because I know that's a concern of some people, and you just provided excellent guidance. And for our listeners, I wanted to share that Glenna does have a Facebook page. Glenna, if you'd be kind enough to share the name of your Facebook page, that would be wonderful. Sure. It's the name of the clinic, Beachstone Wellness. And Beachstone is B-E-A-C-H-S-T-O-N-E, Wellness. So Beachstone Wellness is on Facebook. And before we leave, Glenn, if you could just run right through those 10 ingredients for the naturopathic emergency kit in your home, that would be wonderful. Sure, and I encourage anybody to Google one of these. So before you purchase them, you've got a good understanding of them. Or bring it up with your healthcare practitioner. And just to see what they say, they might have a little bit of added wisdom on top of this. So the first one is Arnica, then probiotics. We might refer to it as acidophilus, but probiotics is the other name. Oil of oregano, echinacea, golden seal, muco, coccinum, vitamin D, vitamin A, D manos. And you know I'm going to be creating this kit. I bet you by the end of the week. I'll have my kids. Well, I'm going to do it the way you suggested. I'm probably going to create some space to start adding to a kit and then add something maybe each month because I'd love to learn about it, and I would encourage our listeners to do that. And also, Glenn and I use our time together to create these podcasts from an educational and a sharing perspective. So if there's someone that you know that would benefit from this information, please feel free to pass it along. Keep the good energy going and flowing, as they say. If you prefer another way to listen to the podcast, we're on, of course, Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast, and iTunes. So whatever tickles your fancy in terms of podcast hosting, we're probably there, right, Glenna? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much for listening today. Glenn and I really enjoyed having friendly banter back and forth about naturopathic first aid kits. Glenna, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day in Port Hood. I understand it's sunny, and we'll talk next month. Thanks for the chat. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being with hosts Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn airs the fourth Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Atlantic Time. Join them for honest, down-to-earth conversations on how to live a heart-centered life, suggestions on how to be in touch with your true self, and tips to strengthen and nourish your soul purpose by building a supportive community of kindred spirits. Please join us next time for our live on-air call-in show, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.